Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, y'all. Bayou Benders here to talk to you about the latest from our sponsors, DraftKings. Second round is in full swing, and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part is that it's free to play. DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during the day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at thousands of dollars in total prizes every day of the hockey playoffs and basketball. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. joined here once again and once again in great fucking spirits with my co-host Corey. how are you buddy i mean fuck who uh i i don't know kind of in disbelief but uh uh i mean fuck dude we, we swept the jets and i'm getting a bunch of people saying that this is like uh vegas this is like the predators run in 2017 and I don't even want to put a fucking name on it other than just uh, belief in a, in a, a team, you know. But uh, I'm excited. I'm happy. Um, a bit unhappy because there's just no fucking games. I don't care about anything else right now. Like, normally we're not in it, so I'm just watching other teams. But while we're still in it, I don't give two fucks about any other series. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. No, it's uh... – it's crazy to think that Montreal is going to finish top four in the NHL this year. No matter what, we finished top four. So at the end of the day, that means, you know, 27, no, 28 teams. How many teams are in the NHL right now? 31. 31? Okay, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Seattle, the 28. So 27 teams are worse than us, <laughs> right? Like, realistically. So that's that's amazing. And I think the boys deserve a lot of credit for what they've done. They've had their doubters. We've talked about that. We don't need to go over that. Again, when, was, I, when was like the last time this team uh, for the draft picked like, you know, 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st, you know, like it's, uh, it's we pretty made remarkable. The, we made the semifinals or the conference finals 
in 2014. Yep. It was actually very interesting. We heard Brendan Gallagher talking about last time he made the conference finals, um, the veteran guys saying, look, like, you know, you guys don't realize because he was young. He was, I think, his sophomore season. Yeah, yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah, saying you guys don't know how hard it is to get here. You might not get here very often. And he said he was naive to that, but now he he, he gets, gets it. it. <laughs> he knows how hard it is to get to this position. I think, you know, what? Uh, even if Montreal doesn't do well, because Leafs fans and Jets fans, it's mostly Leafs fans going, oh, you're going to get slaughtered. Like, they, you guys were around two rounds ago. Shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> we're here, right? <laughs> We've made it. Who oh, cares man. what the haters are saying? The doubters, I don't give a shit. The Habs have made the conference slash semifinals of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Anything can happen. This team is playing phenomenally. This series sweep against the Jets, you know, a sweep to its core is domination. But this was unparalleled. Historically, historically dominant. This was the most dominant playoff series won like analytically, just based on analytics, inspected wins, expected goals, all that combined, since the stat has been tracked, wow. okay, this was the most dominant beating a team has ever laid on another team in the playoffs. Montreal controlled everything. And you can say, oh, it was Shifley. Um, what happened? Why didn't Blake Wheeler score? Why didn't Nikolai Ehlers score? Why didn't Kyle Connor score? Why didn't I don't Kate think you can put score? that. That's just a fucking. Uh, I love that uh, Hoppy. Hoppy said this. Uh, I was on Soda Pod last week, but um, they said uh, as like an armchair. That is definitely like an armchair. Um, you know, GM type of comment. Like, it's not one guy that's going to make the difference for you winning or not. You know. Plus, Montreal had 25% of its salary cap on the bench, if you include Tatar, Druin, Petrie, and Allen. For that, for that win, that mm. overtime winner, we had 25% of our cap on the bench. Jeez. Like, people forget Montreal is right now missing its highest paid forward. Jonathan Druin is our highest paid forward, and he's not playing. Tatar. Uh, also makes five million, right? That would put him up there in the top five. He was is not playing. You know what does make me just a bit sad is that uh, the one year that we do make it, you know, it's not saying that we won't make it in the future, but it's like I was like, I'm like thinking about, it, I'm like, damn, this would have been like a sick year to like just have a conference final T-shirt. I know that's fucking so like Nashville to like buy something like that, but like take pride, you know, like this team. Everyone doubted it, you know. I mean, mm. we doubted it. But to have something as remarkable as, like, conference champ, you know, uh, it's just crazy that this year it's it's not that. You know? <laughs> like, it's, it's the semifinals. But, uh, yeah, I think, nevertheless. Uh, I think had the Habs would face a lot of criticism for celebrating a conference final just right. because of the historic um, club that we are. However, the Habs did celebrate the beating of the Leafs. Did you see that T-shirt? No. Oh, oh, oh my God. Yeah. It's a t-shirt that said three three and one. It was three and one. And then there are moments of like Byron for like midair scoring the goal and like price making a sit. And they have, it's the biggest fucking troll job I've ever seen. It's let me, let me tell you something because that literally, and I, I doubt it's really from this, but there's no way in my mind that you could tell me otherwise they 100% pulled textbook pulled this from New Orleans Saints fans because when Atlanta lost to fucking the Patriots what was it 20 28 to 3 or whatever was the the score in the first or whatever um uh, we down here to this day there are t-shirts every single season it's out um we have billboards we we like just just dumb idiots like fanatics just purchase billboard uh rights for like a month in atlanta you still see them in new orleans that's one if you pass the superdome it still says 28 and 3 like we troll the falcon so fucking hard down here and when i saw it like 
Dave, you know, my buddy Dave that's down here with me was like, oh, my God, they're taking a piece out of New Orleans and like, you know, just taking a chapter out of our book. I'm like, it's so fucking hilarious because I truthfully feel that's true. Like the marketing for that is so strong because like that is the best way to shut up or at least like have a piece of like this is me shitting on the Leafs and I can fucking wear it, you know, without even having to say a word. My shirt says it all for me. So that it was three and one is New Orleans Saints to Atlanta's. Uh, it was 28 and three or whatever the fuck it was. But I love it. I love it. Not just that. We haven't even talked about. I know we, we haven't talked about the game yet. We will definitely get to it, which is still so fun to shit on the Leafs. Uh, I don't know what tower it is in Toronto because I don't know shit about Toronto. You but don't know the, what the CN fucking tower is, Corey? No, I'm I'm from Southeast Louisiana. Oh, uh, I passed like middle the, of my class. The tallest in building <laughs> in the world. Are you serious? No, it no, no. Was, it, it, was, it was at one point. It, no, it was until two years ago. Okay. Yeah, I think it's like like some uh, I don't know. Dubai it was, has it now or something. Yeah, sort. some fucking. I think the UAE like. Um, but yeah, some, so some we, some Arabian prince somewhere blue, built a blue Blanca Rouge is in Toronto. And <laughs> how how amazing is this? What a troll well, yeah, job! The CN Tower is um oh, shit. federally federally owned, so it's not mm-hmm. actually owned by the province or the government. Doesn't matter; it's in their territory. So yeah, and it just so happens that our prime minister, um, last name is Trudeau. Loves the fucking Habs. Is in fact a Habs fan. So yeah, that that was pretty funny to see. Like, what a fucking way to (laughs) shit on. Like, I just love it. Oh man! man. Imagine what was the comparison I saw? It was like, imagine if the um, Philadelphia Flyers beat the Rangers in the conference finals, and then the Empire State Building flew the. Flyers flag like that's what it's like that that building is iconic to toronto that is Mm -hmm. toronto it dominates the skyline and it's just one of those things that like it might not be the tallest building in the world anymore but it's still i think it's still the tallest freestanding building in the world something like that um it's like it's huge (laughs) it's fucking massive and i i can't even like it's just something you have to see like you you're 45 minutes out of toronto and you can see the tip of this thing it's massive that's awesome but and just the fact that their pride and joy was flying habs colors i think (laughs) oh that leaves a sweet taste in my mouth uh i saw a lot of like i saw a lot of great memes making fun of it like the uh uh, I don't know his name, but the guy who rolled his eyes at DeChambeau, it was like uh, DeChambeau walking behind, and it was it was like the uh, the CN Tower with the the Habs logo. And <laughs> it was like just Leafs fans were rolling their eyes. Uh, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. If not, I'm just hitting out in the fucking left field. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what that's like. I hope that I hope that every Habs fan that's in the what GTO is that what you call it? GTA. The GTA. <laughs> A GTA yeah. just smiled that day. Is it still lit like that, or was it just for? Like, I have no clue. Well, if I it's still not, lit, praise, praise everyone who's loving it. Uh, I love it, and I, I can't even see it. I can only see it on the internet. But uh, I can, that's amazing. I can very, I can be very fortunate enough to tell you that I don't live in the GTA. I will never live in the GTA. Oh my god! Jesus. You're not gonna catch me. Catch me, fucking out there going, yeah, man, Drake, Toronto Maple Leafs, bud. No. <laughs> oh shit, that is hilarious. Oh, thank but, you. Uh, let's uh, let's break down this game a bit. I know we've kind of made fun of the Habs. I mean, made fun of the Leafs uh, every single podcast. That we can now, but uh, let's these break years are year. These years are year, bud. <laughs> oh, oh, see- oh my god! Right now, Fanatics has the uh, the division championship. Or yeah, whatever. for like nine nine dollars. It was a forty dollar T shirt. 
That that's nine dollars Canadian, Corey. <laughs> What's that like? Fucking, I don't oh, know, like shit. six, seven bucks American. Well, pull it up as we as we start this topic. Oh my god, I'm typing so quickly. Like, imagine, imagine when was the last time you got a sports hoodie, like legitimate, like sports anything for five fucking dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous you can't even buy like a fucking a lanyard if it has a Habs logo on it it's like 20 fucking bucks oh, it's a fucking lanyard well I think the sale is only in Canada right now sadly but uh I, I love that a lot it's uh if you I saw it someone posted it, it was like it had the selling out quick in red on fanatics and it's a bunch of people like it's not even it's not even Maple Leafs people buying it. It's Habs people trolling that one Leafs <laughs> and giving it to them. But uh, <laughs> well, let's that's get- actually you know what that reminds me of. Before we get into the Jets game, yeah, go ahead. What's up? When Thomas Placanis, oh, I remember Placky so much. Do you remember when he got traded to the Leafs for like their like a playoff push mm-hmm. in his like second to last season? Well, at the end of the year, there's a fucking clearance sale on Leafs jerseys. And fucking Kenny, this guy, this animal, sends me a picture of his basket. And he's got a fucking (laughs) Toronto Maple Leafs, Thomas Placanis jersey, just to fucking piss me off. And I think you've just inspired some revenge. Oh man, I might uh, have to get that jersey. Hoppy was telling me to get a a, a Toronto uh, Corey Perry jersey because they refused them or whatever, and that, that's what led us to be able to get them. I was like, I, they I just, refused Corey Perry. Uh, I don't I don't know how to exp- I, I guess because uh, when we were talking about it on uh, Soda Pod, shout out Isha and uh, Hoppy. Uh, he was like, you definitely have to troll him and go get the Corey Perry, uh, just get a Corey Perry Toronto jersey made because they, I think they turned down him to pick up Wayne Simmons, <laughs> which allowed us to pick up Corey Perry, who is playing like a fucking child right That's now. That's awesome. 2006 Corey Perry. It's actually funny. I fucking, we're talking about Placanis and I look to my left and I've got a fucking uh, upper deck Thomas Placanis hockey card i fucking loved him dude so much i love the fucking like when 2009 10 was a good season for him 25 Mm -hmm. goals 70 points jesus um i loved i love they did that uh they did like the evolution of placanics because he like just didn't age like every single one was like the turtleneck (laughs) (laughs) i miss there's no guys with turtlenecks anymore but he he was iconic and i don't know i can't remember who it was Jake Voracek talking about like it just pisses guys off for some reason. He's wearing a turtleneck. I don't know why. It was, dude. Like what a legend. Just no one's gonna do it anymore. I'll still wear it. I'm. I can't remember the last time I wore a turtleneck. I don't even know the last time I've seen one. I don't think I've ever owned a turtleneck, and now definitely that I have a beard, there's no point in having a turtleneck. So. Because I've, well, I've got the length of my beard now stretches around my neck if I wanted to. What do you classify as a turtleneck, though? Uh, this thing has to ride, ride. But like, high. but like, if it's like a fucking like Under Armour, I have under an Under Armour shirt that like rides my neck. That's my okay. Favorite. I'm gonna say a turtleneck has to at least get close to like the bottom of your, I guess, jaw. Like no, like I, it's not. It's not like touching my jaw. No, I know because I've seen like Brendan Gallagher's got the ones that are like, it's like a thin. It's almost like the ankle sock of of uh, of fucking turtlenecks. It's like barely caresses like up the the arch of the neck. <laughs> I would say it has like it's like right under the Adam's apple. Is that a okay? Turtleneck? Okay. Is that a turtleneck? Is what I'm asking. Um, just because I definitely I definitely own one of those. If I saw it in public, I'd be like, "Damn, that's a turtleneck." Okay, I'll I'll give it to you. I'll give. But it I'm to not. You. But I'm not. I'm not wearing it out. I guess is because I play. I play soccer in Canada. Our season starts in fucking May. Right. 
and then ends in October when there's like two inches of snow on the ground. I don't know. So. I, when I think turtleneck, I think like iconic, like '90s look of like the turtle. Like it's like definitely like way too much fabric, so it's like you know curled over the side. Oh, you're saying like like someone wears this out on the night? Yeah, it's legendary. Honestly, I think if I see some dude wearing a turtleneck out on the night. When everything opens up, I want that guy as my friend. That's some big dick energy right there. <laughs> well, I mean, check this out, dude. So, like, with a turtleneck, especially if it's, like, and this is this is shout-out to, like, the youth right now. Because, like, I got into so many concerts and festivals, like, just sneaking in shit in my beard, right? So, some of you guys can't, <laughs> can't do that, right? So, like, rock a turtleneck, right? Get the one where the fabric definitely like lips over you know it looks like a, a big old sock you know it, it's got the fold you can cram like joints you could probably get like a mickey in there you know like walking well, depends on the concert you're going to though you really want to like pull up to a fucking fucking nine inch nails concert with a fucking turtleneck on oh that's so whack why would you bring that band up um <laughs> <laughs> Look, dude, I've, I've gone to see, like, Currency. I've seen, like, from Currency all the way to, like, uh, like fucking heavy, heavy, ridiculous bands. Um, and each one of them I've smuggled, like, I don't know, two grams worth of weed in my, in my beard. Like, easy. So In your beard. I'm telling you, you guys can hold, line. Hold up, hold up. We have El Chapo on the line. He wants to talk to you. He, dude, you think that there's don't know a, the new, game? <laughs> a new fucking crossing the border with the fucking grams of weed in your beard, dude. I thought I was so slick. Like I was like, yeah, man, like if you put it in your wallet and you hold your wallet out as you patch it down. And then I got like to when the beard was like big and, you know, it was like filling out. I was like, fuck it. I was just going full. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, let's see if I can get away with it. I had like blunts crisscrossing through the beard. And just like, dude, they're just like not even they're not thinking about the beard other than someone would be like nice beard. And I'd be like, cool. And just shadily get past. them. Well, I mean, what? how would you react if someone asked to frisk your beard? I, I'd, I'd say that's against the right, my rights. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't think you what are you what are they going to do? Comb your beard for drugs like. I wouldn't like be surprised. figuratively and literally. Uh, we have gotten so off off subject, but I could see them like trying to like face mush me, you know, like like with like a glove almost like in my beard. And if they shook it, like it would definitely like rain like party favors. I mean, fair enough. And on that note, speaking of drugs, Mark Shifley. Um, it definitely looked like he was on one. I think this man honestly is on drugs because <clears throat> you know we are going to talk about. We got off track, off kilter, but I'm bringing it back a little bit here. Mark Shifley made more comments today because I guess he really? he's yes, he's insistent on digging the hole even deeper because after more than a week, he still has not apologized for his hit on Jake Evans. And he went further on today imploring that he thought it would be Philip Deneau trying to um, – what's the word uh like basically trying to stop him from playing and instead it was the department of player safety and what really baffles me about this is i have a younger cousin he's about 12 years old okay and when he was eight you know he would maybe i don't know say something or you know take another one of my little cousin's toys whatever right but he then had the awareness to realize what he did was wrong and apologize. And somehow a 29 year old multimillionaire does not possess the fucking brain capacity to realize that there are consequences to your fucking actions. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you didn't mean to do it. You know what I like? I think even as a child, like how many everyone's fucking broken something as a kid, like, you know, throwing a ball. I remember one time we threw a ball through some dude's window, right? When we were like 10 years old, but you have the wherewithal to go, uh oh, something's going to happen. I didn't mean to do it, but I fucked up. No, Mark Shifley's just going, well, 
or or most most family. I don't think anyone harassed his family now. Originally, I felt bad for him, but I think it was it's just a it's part of the ploy that everyone needs to feel bad for Mike Shifley. I have absolutely no sympathy for him. Um, I feel bad for his family. I I, I get it. But I know you, where you're coming from. Um, uh, but if there was people that did that, shame on you. But uh, for Mark Shifley, after you know, like. Your season's over, dude. I get it. You're probably still pissed off. Keep that shit to your fucking self. Apologize. It's not that hard. He feels he did no wrong. Do you remember when Paul Byron got suspended? Yeah, everyone's everyone's using that as like the, why don't you be like Paul Byron? He hit Mackenzie Wiega, got what, a three... a three game it was suspension. a bullshit three and immediate and immediately pissed. apologized and it wasn't anywhere near as vicious i want to add like it wasn't a malicious hit the game was very much alive i thought it was a week like i remember being mad about that suspension and because it wasn't it wasn't like a game misconduct or anything but mm-hmm. the point being byron we all we can all say paul byron is not a malicious player the guy's not running people. He can't, even if he wanted to, right? Um, and he had the wherewithal to say, look, I, I fucked up. I won't do that again. And we haven't seen an incident from Paul Byron since. That's called growth. Mark Shifley has not learned. You would think, <laughs> like, uh, let's take away personal growth. Like, you've seen a guy lying unconscious. You don't know if he's alive on the ice. And you think maybe as a human being, you're going to grow from that. You're going to learn. Okay, you have literally zero ability to empathize with others. Let's ignore that. You're a bit of a sociopath. How about what happened to your team? Your team got swept. And as we alluded to earlier, it was one of the biggest beatdowns in modern NHL history. And you still haven't learned from your actions. And now you have a fucking 19-year-old kid going into his first year of college who isn't making multi-million dollars, has way less life's experience than you, and I'm lecturing I'm lecturing him. Like, how does he – I don't – it does. It just baffles me. Like, how do you not get that? How does that not go through your head? I don't know. I just uh, – I, I just feel it's super selfish. Um, even if you're too, your pride is too much for you to apologize if you don't think you did something wrong, I don't think he needs to apologize because not everybody is going to – not everybody lives that fucking life where they – even if they don't think they did something wrong, they should apologize. If you don't want to, so be it. But don't continue to, like, fucking make yourself look more like a jackass uh, with the media. That's just so dumb, just so, like – you just sound spoiled. You sound like a rich fucking loser when you do that. And, and you he, get talk and people talk more shit about you when you do it. Like, Yeah, and he was a guy that was pretty universally loved by the hockey world. Yeah, I loved him in fantasy. Probably will still get him, but like. No, but like just, every, I think everyone was like Mark Shifley, good guy. Yeah. He continues to destroy that narrative. And for a guy that claims – he wants his legacy to remember well. He quoted Tim Tebow's book about how he doesn't want to be remembered as an athlete. He wants to be remembered as a person. Well, I'm not going to remember you as a fucking nice guy, Mark Actually, <laughs> I'm going to remember you as the dickhead who knocked out Jake Evans and didn't feel a single ounce of remorse. And I just think to wrap it up, I have given a player a concussion in game before. Actually, I've done it twice. Both times, it, first, it's soccer. I wasn't running into someone. I wasn't one of them. I just cleared a ball and hit someone in the face and like out cold. But that was the biggest accident on the planet. And I still felt remorse. I still felt guilty. I had to apologize. I had to reach out, right? Like you literally two-handed a guy in the face. How, like, even if you feel like you did nothing wrong, you feel the clean, like it's a clean hit. Do you not feel sorry? I don't know. Like, Evident- evidently not. 
Uh, I just think it speaks a lot to his character, really, I guess. I don't, like I said, like, I don't even expect an apology for him. I don't think he needs to give one. But the more he just opens up about how he was, you know, uh, past the, the, the uh, I don't know, a, a bad sentence or whatever, it just makes you sound pathetic. So. Yeah, I just, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm too Canadian, but if I fucking – if I turn, if I'm, we're walking towards each other and we both, if and you go right and I go left and we run into each other, I'm going to apologize. Like, I just, it's so easy to apologize, even if you don't fucking mean it. Like, it means a lot. And I just think he could have had, he missed multiple opportunities too. I have zero respect for him. But moving on to respect, and we are going to talk about game four now. Um, specifically, let's, uh, let's fast track to the end of game four. Uh, just before we talk about the phenomenal overtime goal, um, the just amazing play by the guys to kind of help some sub probably the worst game Carey Price has played in all playoffs. Realistically, he only faced what was it, eighteen shots, twenty shots, something like that. Um, faced, but after, uh, I think sixteen shots. Yeah, it was it was a small number. Yeah, like made it was the first saves. one I believe of shit of like the last let's say eight, nine games that was below a, a, a nine, you know? Yeah. Nine. Like, yeah. He like, I'm not going to say he played bad. It was just probably the worst game he's played so far. Like it, it was just a dominant performance and I don't think it's his fault. He was standing there. He didn't receive a lot of pucks, but moving on to the end of the game, uh, there's been a lot made and a lot said about Paul Maurice and the Jets coaching staff not shaking Habs fan, Habs fans, Habs players' hands at the end of the game. And I just want to get your take on that because I'm a little bit torn, to be honest. Um, I think it's clearly – I understand why people are upset. I think it's a little disrespectful. But we haven't heard any Habs media, staff, players, coaching, et cetera, say anything. So I don't think – I think it's I think it's beneath them at this point. Um this is what I, I guess I have to say on it. Um, pretty decent Preds fan, right? So in like the, the three years that like Winnipeg and um, the Preds really became like heated rivals because they just kept meeting each other and, you know, in the playoffs, um, constantly shook each other's hand. There was numerous fights, mean, gruesome fucking hits. And it always ended with the handshake, uh, even with the coaches. I think uh, – for you to just be spiteful against a Habs team that you probably think you should have beat just makes you look small and soft. Like, Well, and here's the second part of that. And I guess if that was the whole story there, I would be inclined to agree with a lot of people being pissed. Some people are calling for Paul Maurice's job. And I think like, I wouldn't go that far. You you don't have to shake hands. It's just more of a, a, a gentleman's respect out of it, you know? Yeah, um, but, it's a respect for the game. If you don't, if you want to, you know, if you're too pissed, that's on you. But it just leaves a, a negative remark on your image, is all. And yeah. If you're okay and, with that, I mean, that's on you, you know. But I guess it's just contradictory to what Paul Maurice said after the game, after talking to him. He said, Habs deserve to win this series. <laughs> he went out and said, <clears throat> he was quoted like, Paul Maurice is a great interview. He's one of the few coaches that talks and like mm. says what he thinks. He said he thought going into this Montreal was a scary team for them to play. He said the Jets don't match up well against the Habs. I think he was right. Which is weird um, though. Uh, just I don't mean to cut you off, but like no we, they kind of got the best of us throughout this, you know this season and uh, and yeah, that's alluding to what he followed that up with, saying that. Winnipeg played most of their games against the Habs when they were like on that big streak. Mm-hmm. And he, he said something about making a comment to his guys saying that's, this isn't the real Habs guys. Like they're a much better team than this. And he made comments apparently earlier in the season saying that the Montreal Canadians are a very good hockey team. He, he had nothing but praise for Montreal. So I guess I'm just of the mindset that, it was just a lapse of judgment at the time, right? Like maybe, maybe so. He was just so frustrated with his team because I mean he's been pretty vocal about that. He, he that he killed, was just like, let's just get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he shook Ducharme and all the other coaches. I think it was just a fuck. Like, 
let's you know like, let's just what, get out of like here. maybe he like realized it like mid walk and it's like too late almost like if you've ever seen space balls and the fucking dad's like all right we're gonna lead on our left foot and he fucking steps on his right and she's like you're right and he's like it's too late and they just fucking you know go down the aisle like maybe maybe it's just a you know just kind of in disbelief and just like fuck we're already moving <laughs> just follow the leader yeah i i don't know i don't know what to say it was but, a tough it's a tough look especially after you know the mark shifley shit like just yeah i guess because it, it leads to speculations people. you know at least to like you know like are they like management supporting mark shifley by like not shaking the player's hands or you know like it leads to people like a podcast like us being like you know delving into it, like why didn't they shake the hand like what what really what can we break down in the situation um, if that if that hit doesn't happen, maybe no one really thinks past it as far as like, you know, a lapse of judgment or just was fucking pissed off and didn't want to shake hands. I, you know, but it kind of I guess it is what it is. It is what it is exactly. And moving on to that game, um, we got up to a pretty quick fucking start. Arturi Lekkinen with two goals since being inserted back into the lineup. That's two goals in three games phenomenal he's done a great job the Dino line like we've we've sung our praise all series but what i thought was i just i have to give a shout because what a great fuck not only a great fucking goal but just a great story and all the hate he's received and then seemingly just the power play the pump fake snapshot Bar in beauty, and then the gross celebration. Um, <laughs> I just think he slotted in really well on this power play, and I don't mm-hmm. think it's a coincidence that they've been one of the best in the playoffs so far. Uh, I mean, this is you know, just like you said, like definitely under criticism throughout the the playoffs so far from us too. <laughs> uh, yeah, from us. But like, like I mean, we said it like a couple episodes ago. Like this dude was brought in to be a power play specialist, and he finally kind of reaped that reward and it was nasty. It was fucking, it was definitely like high, you know, high offensive talent to do that. And um, like I said, you guys don't know, but uh, I fucking was just out playing. I was playing outbreak with my buddy, Matt. And I'm like thinking the fucking game starts like in 30 minutes, the game's already started. I fucking jump in and we are already, you know, like I'm panicking. I'm like, Oh my God, like this is fucking game four. Uh I panic and jump in and Eric Gustafson, uh, Gustafson has already fucking scored. So I'm like, Oh, thank God. Like, you know, like I'm not saying I miss anything, but like, fuck, like the fear of like, Oh my God, what if we're fucking down? You know, like what if we're losing? I didn't make my fucking white Russian. That's got us through the last fucking four games, <laughs> you know, as luck, I guess, you know, as you know, fucking, but so man, it was beautiful. I had to, I had to go on Twitter. Someone, I was like, who the fuck scored? Someone sent me the video. I was like, oh, that's fucking filth. I didn't even know Romanov was fucking playing. I was just. It was, you were it was, out of it, man. Dude, well, yeah, I was 30 minutes late. I had no idea what was going on. I It I, was it was comical. You joined Habs Twitter. And I was like, what? A, what? I was like, fill me in. like. But speaking of Habs Twitter, um, I need to like. You know, we've talked about my plausible jinxes um, on this podcast before, and oh my god, did I almost do it again? Um, I, did you see Corey? No, but I'm sure it was fucking something ignorant that should have um, been deleted. So, oh, it was deleted. <laughs> um, fucking Logan Stanley. Okay, if I've learned anything about this dude. It's that he is one of the dirtiest, like unintentionally dirtiest players in the in the league mm-hmm. because he's so fucking tall that it's his responsibility when he hits someone to hit low. And this guy, he looks brain dead. Okay. He looks like a donkey. I don't like Logan Stanley. I don't, I don't fucking Jesus. care. Jesus. He looks okay. He doesn't look at his face. Like he's he constantly, six, seven. My God. But the dude's like, his facial expression constantly looks like you've said like a dumbfounded. Up, yeah, you've said a big <laughs> word, and he's trying to figure out what what it means. Like he's trying to figure out shit. And this fucking giraffe, this donkey, 
Well, every time someone hits him, they get elbowed in the face because he throws an elbow. And uh, fucking Jason Paul on Twitter uh, said something about it. We were going off. We were making fun of him. It was this big thread, and I posted a GIF of some guy in a boxing, like boxing with his elbows. Mm-hmm. Well, wouldn't you know, five minutes later, fucking Logan Stanley walks in and snipes a wrist or a short side. Okay. 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 <laughs> Sweating a little bit. Oh, we're man. like, we're like, oh, what did we, what did we do? Three minutes later, fucking clap bomb off the blue line in tears, literal tears. I, I thought I blew it. I was fucking freaking. <laughs> I was like screaming. I was throwing shit at the TV. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me, Logan Stanley? You fucking giraffe. I was, I was losing it. But no, thank God, Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, and Toffoli are just the animals they are. <laughs> Winning puck battles in the corner and then the cross. <laughs> like, what a beautiful overtime goal. Um, Cole Caulfield has, you know, we know what he can do shooting. And we've seen him shoot a lot more lately. But we have to respect his passing ability and his overtime performances. That's two goals and two assists in overtime when he's on the ice. That's unbelievable. Um, I mean, even just to go into that play, he was in front of the net and chose to go, you know, like just to go help. Um, I forgot who was getting mushed up against the boards, but it was Suzuki. And he, he like dug the puck out and he's so quick. He like, he like dug it out and then went around the guy and just like seemed to pass in there. And, I can't even express the emotions I felt after that <laughs> goal. And I loved Toffoli's. Did you hear Toffoli's answer to Kyle Buskoskis when they're asking him questions? Yeah, he was like, you're you, like, you're fucking like, I want to be with my team. Like, you're, you're kind killing, of. You're yeah, killing like, the buzz. <laughs> what a fucking savage. Like, so true. I, I wonder how many players have wanted to say that. He just fucking <laughs> did it. I thought that was pretty funny. It reminded me of. Uh, that, right? Right. It reminded me of uh what's what's his name said? Um oh come on. Uh David Pasternak in the uh in the, the outdoor game this year when they were wearing like the eighties throwbacks. And oh, and he just wanted to go. He was like, I want they're, they're, Barbie they're playing girl. Barbie Girl, like uh and he said it on Spit and Chicklets. He was like, It's it's very rare for him to get like the like the keys to run like the music, you know. So like he throws on Barbie Girl and they're like, Oh, you you're coming in for media questions and he's like pissed he's like i want to be back with the boys I'm, i don't know what's going to be playing when i get back like <laughs> <laughs> no but it's funny i've always wondered that right like especially in the end the nba is the worst remember the raptors won and within 30 seconds they've got a fucking microphone in Kawhi leonard's face and kyle lowry's face and you're like dude <laughs> like give them some space don't you just want to celebrate with the boys you don't want to I don't know. I would, I couldn't imagine. Like I'm, I've been hyped after winning a fucking invitational, like under 13. I would, I mean, dude, I couldn't imagine you, winning can a you, Stanley can, Cup. What, like, is, what is the fine for like, just being like, no, no, I'm, I'm just good. I don't get fined. <laughs> like, I'm just serious. I don't get fined. Jesus. Like I'll take it, you know, like, yeah, really. At that point, you're like, fuck off. Let me sell it with the boys. <laughs> Add that to the bar tab we're going to run up later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, man. If if it's like a grinding win like that, dude, or just like a, just a pure celebration with a team who's just got the, you know, got the luck, got the look right now, dude, I'll take the 5,000, you know, whatever, whatever the fine is, dude. Like, I love that. Or I'll come in later. Hey, hey, give me like. 15 fucking minutes send someone else in you know i don't care i love that the nhl is does fucking five thousand dollar fines <laughs> like are you kidding like $5, it just ball sack change just oh shit this is and like lit, i get it in my belly button fucking like a suspension costs them a one game suspension costs them more than the fine does wow because they lose that money right yeah I, I just I was I always thought it was weird. It's like Connor McDavid. It was the equivalent of like fifteen dollars or something. <laughs> like you get a fifteen dollar fine for throwing an elbow on a guy's face. Jeez. You're probably like 
if I, if someone told me, okay, I could punch like, I don't know, like some like fucking person I hate in the face as hard as I want. And then I'll get a $15 fine. Fucking line them up. I got like $200 I can spend on some people. Like, let me tell you, I just, I always thought that was funny. (laughs) But um, looking forward, I guess, um, to the Vegas Colorado series, which I've been watching pretty frequently anyway, but now there's some more interest. Uh, There's two great storylines that could come out of this and one of course is pretty obvious but let's lead with the the other one just to add some suspense uh the phil deno mckinnon matchup and this might be a little more vague and for those of you that don't listen to spit and chicklets although if you listen to us i'm gonna assume you probably listen to the biggest fucking hockey podcast on the planet um mckinnon came on before the season started a guy who plays the Montreal Canadiens twice a year, if he's healthy in all those games, and said Philip Deneau was the toughest player to play against in the NHL. Well, playoff McKinnon's a different fucking animal. This guy, his points per game, Corey, you might know, it's like third all time or something, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous. Um, how, what a fucking series that would be. Now, do I think Deneau would shut him down? Absolutely not. Like, imagine if Matthews could actually perform in the playoffs, but better. Like, McKinnon's a different animal. I think he's the second-best player in the NHL. Um, But it would be a very, like, it'd be a great matchup because that, you know, Colorado is, I think, the best team in the NHL. But that one line does produce a large portion of their offense. And if you can somehow manage to stifle them, I think you've got a much better chance. Um. I just, I don't know. I, I love the idea of Deno, the underdog versus McKinnon. It just, it's a great storyline to me. No, yeah, d- definitely after like listening to that story, um, it's like you want to see it more in action. And since we did not get any of it this season, it's like, you know, like if, if we have a possibility of seeing it, I, I'd love to. Um, and especially, like you said, if you're kind of following this, this series, this team's kind of starting to, I mean, what they've they've lost? What they lost three in a row. Three in a row after winning their first seven. No, their first six. Sorry, their first six games they won. Yeah, so they lost uh, three in a row now. This is uh, you know, I I truthfully I'd rather go up against fucking Colorado and and this than than Vegas because Vegas is starting to get their bearings and shit, and we've seen how nasty this team can be. Plus, I know we're, I mean, fuck if if we go into it. If we're going into like that now, it's like I am deadly afraid to play a healthy fucking um, god damn it, Mark Stone and fucking um, Petretti. Jesus, thank you, Petretti. My God, that was yeah. that was so just terrible. Yeah, I um, I kind of agree with you. <laughs> I it's weird to see. See, I don't. You're picking the two best teams in the NHL. Let's call it what it is, okay? Tampa, I think, is third. <clears throat> but those two are the best two teams in the NHL. Mm-hmm. You look at just pure talent, best two teams in the NHL. But in saying that, I don't – and I think, like I said, I think Colorado is the best team. I don't know if you can say I'd rather play a team because either way you're getting slammed. Like Montreal – This is going to be our – go ahead. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead, please. I'm just saying like as quick as I can, like – Either one of these teams, it's going to – I truthfully feel this is the biggest team, regardless of who it is. This is going to be the hardest matchup um, of the two we've played so far. This this one is definitely, like, the the determining one as far as, like, um, we're going up against the top of the league now. So Yeah, it's – it would be Montreal's – More afraid David, of them. David versus Goliath. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that would be, or David and Goliath. I don't know what that fuck, what the fuck that is in French. It would be David versus Goliath. And in saying, like, so I don't think there's really a team you want to face out of the two of them. But I think in terms of just pure matchup, 
I would lean. I'm not going to be definitive. Lean towards Colorado because I do think that could just they could just spear us and sweep us. They're that good. Um, purely because of that one line. And I'm not saying they're a one line team, but being able to possibly shut down, not shut down, slow them down, and more of their offense coming from that. And like, I just you look at Vegas; they score it from every wing, every line, and both teams do but Vegas is more of a committee. Um, the other thing is, and it t- leads into the next story, the, the next storyline, they have Marc-Andre Fleury, who is a phenomenal, I think one of the top three goalies in the league still. And they have a Max, uh, our former captain of the Habs in Max Pacioretty, who I do think will take it personally and will want to prove to Montreal that they're going to, that they're missing him. Right. Mm-hmm. This it's gonna mean a lot to him, and he'll say it won't, but it will. <laughs> no, it it hundred percent will. Uh, I don't care if he tries to hide it. Like there is definitely like there's a chance like that is something that would always circled on your your calendar every year to play them, and the chance to play them and possibly, you know, advance past them to get to the finals. This is such it's- a big moment for him, you know. It's also unprecedented. Like, who would have thought Montreal would trade their captain to a team as far away as you can physically get to? Vegas is on the complete, like, to trade him that far away and then meet him in the playoffs three years later. (laughs) Like, that's crazy. And it would create a great storyline. Not only that, but you have what I think could be another great story in the battle of Flurry and Price. Now, Flurry, I think, has been criminally underrated his entire career. The man's never been nominated for a Vesna until this year. In, seven, in 17 years, Marc-Andre Fleury's never been nominated for a Vesna. That's wild. And I think he has a good shot at it this year, but he's won three Stanley Cups. And then he's had that team success. And then you go the opposite. Carey Price won the Ted Lindsay, the Hart, the Vesna, the William and Jenny, like just cleaned house one year, right? But has never won a team. I think whatever goalie wins this series, if it's a head-to-head, you're fighting for the best goalie of their generation. And I, I don't say that like... I don't just throw that out there. I think if you really look at it, you've got these two are the best since they've been around a number one pick, a number five pick. They've been in the league pretty much the same amount of time. Mm -hmm. You've got like, I just think that's a great battle. Like we thought Hellbuck versus Price was going to mean something. I think Hellbuck's phenomenal. I think he's, you know, we we said, we think he's the best goal in the league right now. Flurry knows how to steal those games though. Flurry did it against Colorado last night. I just think it would be a battle that we've never seen before. And I like it. Not only do you have the captain, you have the two goalies, you have just Nick Suzuki's return to Vegas. I'm sure he'd have something there Tatar, right? Like, I mean, I just think there's so much you could have in that Vegas series. So I'm excited for either or honestly, like, I'm just so happy we're here. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think truthfully, like, there's so much that you can go into. You can find into either team going into us. I like the Vegas. Uh, I'm scared more of Vegas, um, but like each one has its own like unique fun. You know, like uh, like even like Patrick Waugh. Just uh, everybody's like, you know, we've been amazing since Patrick Waugh's uh, patched things up. But with, um, <laughs> yeah, with uh, with Tremblay, Mario um, Tremblay. But, you know, like, the, it's it's like, you know, like, the two teams, Patrick, you know, Patrick Wall left the Canadians to go to Colorado, you know, yada, yada. But each, each, about that. each matchup has, like, this unique, almost like, someone, someone could be like, that it's destiny, we have to play them. And, you know, there's pieces that could kind of, like, lead you to kind of almost feeling that way, you know, or just, like, sympathetically being like, yeah, this is definitely going to mean more than playing uh, any other type of team, you know. Um I guess I have to watch these games now. <laughs> They're honestly the the most 
fun I've ever had watching playoff hockey that isn't the Habs. Like I think I think so this, they're the best fucking series to watch. Obviously, it's the last it's series the to Gret- watch now, but it's go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I think we've talked about it before. I think on this pod, it's the Gretzky effect. Mm-hmm. It's it, like that guy, he in the West, teams had to change how they played. And you know, I didn't live through it. But I think it's pretty clear when you just look at the style East versus West, the East had to have these big skilled guys to keep up with Gretzky. It was all about skill and just obviously the the big factor, but talent, like you needed those really talented, like super skilled guys to even compete with Gretzky. And to this day, I think it's, he still has an impact. Like they're just, it's different. The hockey is different and it's fun to watch. No, I think, I think you're hundred percent. Right. Um, okay. So I guess this is, this is, this will be like the last question I'll throw out there and then uh, we can start to wrap it up. But, um, or at least who knows, this is such an off the road, off the rails episode. We'll probably just go into more bullshit. Um, how do you feel actually sweeping this team? Are you afraid that because, you know, there's a chance that the Vegas Colorado series goes to seven. Um, this is definitely a team we saw during the regular season that too much time off definitely, you know, I guess lactic acid builds up in our team and we kind of come out sluggish. Um, would you have rather won uh, maybe game five instead of game four, maybe uh, keeping the body a little bit more, um, I guess, prepared for, the hardest task yet you know um yeah i think when you look at just even recent history with what the habs did to winnipeg the habs came off a seven game series mm-hmm. had a day off swept the winnipeg jets right after the jets swept edmonton and <clears throat> i think it's looking back the last i can't remember how many years but in this scenario of going a team seven games playing a game that previously sweeped the seven game team has won every time. I can't remember the time frame. So yeah, I think it definitely plays into my mind and it worries me because I think this Vegas Colorado series is it's it's going to seven. <laughs> there I don't think Colorado as this comes out will be playing Monday night uh, against Vegas. It's Thursday. Or, sorry, not Monday. Sorry, <laughs> Thursday. Wow, I'm disoriented. Oh man. Um I think they're going to win. I think they're going to tie the series. I think it's going to go to game seven. Okay. In saying that, I also think that Montreal has seen the complacency of the Jets. They've seen the complacency of the Leafs when they were up. I think this is a hardened group. Does it worry me? Yeah. But at the same time, we were com- you're coming into this series as like – over like i would love to see the over-unders okay like this is such an underdog um i don't think they're worried about that i think they're just gonna come in and play and if anything you know if you want to take a positive from it montreal's without jeff petrie their last game he could still miss game one if colorado or vegas had swept we'd be playing right now mm-hmm I love Romanov. We didn't even talk about that. I thought he played well. We don't have a single chance in hell of winning a game without Jeff Petrie. Like, we will not win a series without Jeff Petrie. It's not going to happen. I think we you're right. Him. That is like the only true positive I can mm-hmm. think of taking away from taking the Jets out in four is the, the rest for um, the Jeff Petrie. And, and I mean, we never talked about it. His back two fingers. Uh, what is that on his right hand? Did they say they were dislocated? They were dislocated. They yeah. managed so, to realign them. He's going to have realign them. He could still play surgery in the off season though. Yeah. So he's not a hundred percent. No, he won't be hundred percent. So it'll definitely be off, but um, maybe these four game, I mean, maybe this little bit of time off is just enough for him to, um, to get a little bit of, you know, break on the, on the hand at least, you know? Um, yeah, definitely. But yet, uh, I, I'm pretty good if you are. Not gonna lie. I think we've said enough that needs to be said. <laughs> we've uh, rambled super hard. We've rambled. It's late. Um, 
Yeah. Like I, the obvious it's, I'm sorry. I almost feel apologetic. I'm not as hyped because it's been a few days uh, since Montreal won, but fuck. Like I'm, I can't express how proud I am of this team. What a ride it's been this season. And we get to continue another, we get to do another round of playoff coverage. And most of our colleagues on the hockey podcast network, you know, they're out They're uh, I don't know, talking about the CFL story, Shane, but you know, we're still talking hockey. We're still talking Habs and I'm just excited for this series, whoever it is really. Yeah. It's uh, it's really remarkable. Um, it reminds me of like 2010 saints, uh, saints had never done anything amazing in their fucking careers. Um, and then it was like, just, just believing like I'm not even that big of a Saints fan, but like that season, I was just so just awestruck, you know, to see the team that the paint, the Brown paper bag, you know, boys and shit like that to finally um, go in the distance. And, you know, I felt that just going into the playoffs for that team. So it's, it kind of makes me think of that or just humbles me and like makes me remind, you know, reminds myself of that, but uh, it's definitely been fun. We're pushing back, uh, pushing back vacations because of it, you know? So <laughs> it's been, it's been absolutely a pleasure. Um, and then that's, what's cool about it. It's like, um, I didn't expect us to do anything. So the further we get win or lose, I'm can't be nothing but proud of this team. You know, like you've gone way past my expectations. So now I'm, I'm nothing but impressed every game. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think that's it. Um, uh, I'm getting a bit tired. You worked your ass off today. So uh, why don't you why don't you close us out, bud? All right. Well, with that, um, Hab's coming off another big dub. And I think we've said everything that needs to be said. So that's going to conclude the episode. But we have forgotten, or at least Corey has. I thought he was going to mention it. Because it was his brainchild. But I'll step up and do the honors, I guess. Um. Our fucking savior, probably our favorite player to talk about, Philip Deneau, the Selkie snub. The Selkie should be winner. The god, the defensive man himself, fucking Austin Matthews' dad. I don't know. There's many <laughs> names he goes by. Um, appeared once again with a pizza in hand at the end of the Winnipeg Jets presser. Now, we fell in love with this after the Leafs. The fact that he did it again. Hopefully we get to see it a third time against whoever we play. And if you don't, it has been forever immortalized on a t-shirt. You can get your daddy to know Selkie snub slice t-shirts at our, um, what's for apparel. And that, that it is, is Habs nightly dot what for apparel.com. And we will be tweeting this out at Habs nightly. Even if you just want to like catch a peek of it, like you know, you don't have to buy it. Like whatever. Definitely. No, you have to fucking. I, buy I hope. It. No. I hope you fucking buy it. <laughs> oh. But if, even if you just want to look at it, because it's fucking <laughs> hilarious. And Corey, you're, you know, you're the trust fund of this. Like you, you've envisioned this. So why don't you take it from here? But it's it's brilliant. Yeah. Um. So uh, I reached out to our buddy Nate Thomas, um, part of the hockey podcast network he's an aspiring uh future jersey concept designer and uh host co-host of the quack report the ducks uh anaheim ducks thpn podcast um i reached out to him i said look dude this might sound really stupid but uh i think there's something there's there's some content to be made with these pizzas and i was like i kind of threw i pitched the idea and i was like at any moment you know just if it's dumb, just tell me, you know? And he was like, no, I think this is hilarious and I'd love to do it. So uh, here we are, dude, grinded through the night and made it possible. So now you guys can pick up your own, the brand new Habs Nightly t-shirt on habsnightly.whatsforapparel.com and have a piece of uh, iconic history. And hopefully uh, it, it might be limited edition if this thing gets uh, taken down, so. Uh, you might, might want to get it now, you know, before we get like a cease and desist. <laughs> before we get like co copyrighted. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, like definitely check it out. It's fucking hilarious. Papa John's can sit down because daddy denos is serving up a slice of selkie snub. 
and it's fucking glorious. But that'll end things today. As always, you can follow me at Nightly Corey at the Bayou Benders. Also check out how the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on any social media platform. Thank you once again for you know, stopping by listening to us ramble about God knows what and some kind of stuff. And with that, that'll be it today. So thanks once again. Hope you guys have a good one. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, you know what? I'm just I, so I, heated because of what, what you're telling me because I, I do not want to live in a world <laughs> in a world where a craft dinner is the fucking substitute to a good macaroni. You're putting powder. No, no, no. Mac, macaroni. It's a substitute for KD. <laughs> oh my God! Go to go to Italy. If you ask, open some fucking no, 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 no. If you ask any Canadian, would they rather have macaroni or KD? They will tell you KD is the best. It is superior. It is the fucking national treasure, and it is the greatest dish in Canada. I'm Mason Dixon, a Habs fan stuck in Leafs country, with my co-host Corey, a southern beauty trapped deep in the bayous of Louisiana. With over 2,500 kilometers of separation, we've still managed to come together to give you Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. While I don't know what a kilometer is, I do know Habs hockey. Don't let the 10-year age gap or distance fool you. We bleed Blue Blanc every week, and we're known to serve up hot takes along with our unique charm. Join us every Monday and Thursday for Hockey Talk, Ref Rage, and your daily dose of Southern ignorance. Only on the Hockey Podcast Network. Katie is the superior macaroni and cheese. Get the fuck out of here. You put um, ketchup on your fucking macaroni, you nasty kid? Yes, I fucking do. This has been Habs Nightly. You guys have a great night.